how did you get into physical therapy? And then how did you get into doing acupuncture? God, I know that, uh, definitely the path of physical therapy has been a while. I mean, I've been practicing for like 17 years, but like as a kid, I always wanted to do something in health. Okay. I didn't know what, what was it, you know, and then, but I wanted to pursue something in health. So then I started really diving into like, you know, how can I work more one-on-one -on -one with a person instead of just as a massification or as a clin big clinic, I can, you know, really, you know, make a, re a strong relationship with the patient. And then, uh, then I found physical therapy. So that's when, uh, you know, I decided to go into therapy. And then initially, I actually wanted to work in inpatient, meaning hospital. Oh, you, 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 they wanted you to go into hospital? I wanted to. I well, thought, you, I always wanted to, you know, saw myself wearing scrubs and working in hospitals. But then as I started working, then I also saw the need as I like, so what happens with this patient when they discharge? So I'm like, you know, what's a rehab after? So then I started taking courses and it's like, oh, you know, I can also do outpatient, you know, the outpatient clinics. So then I started doing, you know, then taking courses and then I found myself in an outpatient clinic myself. And then as I started working in outpatients, you know, I started getting exposed to kids and then people with an active that were, you know, um, getting hurt while playing their sports. So I was like, wait, how do I treat that? You know, cause I know the basics, but how do I take them to the next level? I like learning because I don't, I don't like being stagnant. I like, it's not like I, I, I favor change on new things, but I, I don't like doing the same thing over and over and over. I think something needs to be changed and then as times adapt, you know, people are more like, you know, more stagnant, meaning, like, oh, they don't move as much because of the computers from what I was starting, you know, like 17 years ago. I remember when I started, I used to do my paperwork in actual paper. Now it's everything computer, so you have to, exactly, the paperwork, but I have to adapt to the changes, right? So the same thing to, uh, I'm seeing like people are more, you know, yeah, they're doing more stuff in, in to some sense, but at the same time, they're sitting more. So I was like, oh, things need to adapt. So trying to utilize a little more east and west to try to get that, try to get better results. I try to put a little more education to it. Because I, you know, I guess in my journey of therapy or rehabilitation, I found myself in education now, because I also teach. So I also teach anatomy. So I like to put the, the, the education component into the rehabilitation to get the patient to understand what's going on and not just completely like, you know, lay there or fix me. It's more about like, oh, let's, let's, let's teach you or let's uh, tell you what's happening with your body so you can understand, so you can kind of move better and do things to help you. Yeah. So you're you're an acupuncturist, you're a clinician, a physical therapist, yeah. and a teacher, you're a professor. Yes. So it's something that's coming, I guess as, pe as people have more exposure or access to information online, everyone, anyone can just literally just go online and tap on the phone, what is, why am I so tired? How come I, you know, I'm always like sleepy? Or how come I'm not recovering as fast as I used to? So then, you know, kind of that starts, that sparks kind of like, you know, more and more research, more research. So uh, some people can get to like, you know, find, or find a, a diagnosis like a, that comes up a lot, it's adrenal fatigue. That sometimes it's like, you know, it's, it, there's two sides of the story. Some people say like, no, it doesn't exist. Some people say like, it does exist. At the end of the day, it, uh, it, those are symptoms that patients are feeling. Even though it's not recognized, it doesn't matter. People are still feeling it, even if they want to recognize it or not. Or the, but it's uh, usually fatigue, poor recovery. You know, some people even get to the stage of like kind of like uh, headaches and difficulty sleeping and all of that. But at the end of the day, even uh, even if it's not recognized completely, is the patient 
will or that person will get affected regardless, right? If you, if you don't, if you're not able to rest, you're going to feel, feel super tired. So you won't be able to perform. Even doesn't matter for us from a sports sense, a job, uh, uh, just moving around, getting the groceries, because you're going to be so tired trying to get the groceries, trying to cook, trying to you know, perform any kind of job that you have, especially in sports too, yeah. right? So, uh, and, part, and when it's related now to sports, you know, the uh, athletes are constantly, you know, working out and then, you know, getting those muscles contract and relaxed, getting bigger and going through seasons of, of kind of like, you know, acquiring more weight, going up a weight class or down the weight class and all of that. So the body has to be able to adapt to it. But if the patient is feeling super tired, they're not able to recover, you can see that that can affect performance. Yeah. So uh, there's different ways that, you know, I like to see and kind of like explain it to anyone kind of from the both East and West perspective, right? They call it, a, you know, uh, in Western, they call it kind of adrenal fatigue, right? But in Chinese medicine, also in general, they were more poetic to describe stuff, uh, which, but at the same time, they were saying the same thing. They were just poetic to describe any symptoms, right? So they call it the adrenal fatigue. They're more related to the kidney. They call it meridians. Meridians are kind of like lines of muscles and, and, and the nerve and pathways that go up and down the body, right? So that's the, one of the kidney meridians that go up in there. So kind of both in East and West, they kind of describe it something that's going on around the adrenals or the kidneys area, which is affecting your energy. So there are treatments for that. Of course, you know, patients can try to sleep a little better, but that's easier said than done, right? But maybe the body needs a little bit of a, more of an external input to treatments, right? So people can get like, you know, actual maybe uh, deep tissue massages or any kind of massages, right, to open up any areas in the body that can be too tight, not allowing that, you know, the, the joint to feel loose. But also you can actually stimulate the body through acupuncture. So some of the acupuncture points are designed to kind of stimulate the, the adrenal glands, which are on top of the kidney, to kind of release and then kind of get a more of a uh, kind of balancing hormonal balance so the patient can get a little more energy. If they get a little more energy, maybe they can move a little bit better. They can feel a little bit better, yeah. right? Maybe they can uh, also uh, help you once the hormones are a little more regulated, they can uh, sleep a little bit better. So th th those are all treatments that can be given to the patient, but not just like actual treatment, but also with information and how the education comes with it, right? How, how this works, what this point works, what that point works. Walk me through your process. Like, like if you have a person who's going to see you for both, they're getting that extended time. What's your, what's your plan? So it, it depends all on the condition on the plan of care, meaning because like, like every, everyone is different, right? So let's say like you come for your knee. Your knee may not be the same as the person next to you and the other person next to you. So I have to treat your knee differently, right? And it depends on the goal. Especially let's say for example is if you just had a surgery on that knee. There's a certain protocols and things that we have to achieve. And then let's say like I see that you're struggling during the, you know, the previous visit, you were struggling getting that muscle or getting you to feel that muscle in front of you, like the quartz muscle, right? Like commonly people uh, get want to activate, right? You're struggling with it. So, and I'm like, okay, so then I can either make you do, go through this uh, set of exercises, try to make you feel it, or I can actually use the acupuncture treatment to get that muscle to be activated, right? Because acupuncture is not just, re, uh, cannot be just, just for relaxation or trying to open up or the, like we said before, for to regulation of hormones, but it can also be used to wake up a muscle and release a muscle. 
So if I want to activate one of the muscles in front of the leg, some of the squat muscles for that, that kind of knee issue, right? I can use that acupuncture treatment to wake up the whole front of the leg, get it nice and ready, right, nice and warmed. And then after that, I can follow up with, with a PT treatment. So now the patient will be able to feel that muscle more during the exercises, which that will lead to a better outcome. It could be, you know, like in other, other cases, it could be maybe the uh, patient is able to feel it, you know, but then, you know, we can go through around you know, the PT session where we do the exercises and with the progression, but then afterwards, like, they usually tend to feel super tired after one, and then maybe they need some recovery. So maybe PT can be done first, get the muscle to get going, to be activated, to get stronger, and then and acupuncture can be done afterwards to try to release some of the muscle soreness that the patient will experience. So everyone can be different. That's why the proper assessment needs to be done. Yeah, no, it's a, there's a first of all, night and day difference. I've been to the other places where you, I had to treat four and five an hour, you know, where I was only able to see that patient for like 10 minutes and then had, send them out to the gym area and they have them, you know, do the exercises either by themselves or if they were lucky with, with another uh, kid that was only telling them list by list what the exercise needed to be done. Uh, but sadly in those places, like, you know, you don't, you don't get to cater to that, to that patient, right? You don't get to every knee tends to be treated the same as knee pain. They do the same, same thing, thing because it's not really time. In 10 minutes, by the time the patient sits and, and you say hello to the patient, I'm, that's already two minutes. Because I want to hear what you, how your day is going. So, like, that's already two minutes. And then, so I already have eight minutes to work with you. So you see, like, it's n really not enough time. So you don't get, it, get to see that patient progressing and getting back to the, the life they want because there's just not enough time for it. You know, luckily in here, we're able to do the one, at least the one, uh, the one hour. Sometimes patient likes to hang out here the whole day because they're having so much, such a good time. But uh, we're able to see the pro progress faster. We're able to get them back to the field where they need to be. They're back to the game where they need to be. Or if they get, if their parents, or maybe they, they, they don't, they want to hang out with the kids a little more. We get to, they get to spend more time with them because they're recovering faster. This, you know, especially nowadays, like everyone is busy. I'm busy. Every, you're, you're busy. Everyone is busy. You, we, we don't have time to be taking at least an hour and a half to two hours to go to a place to get better. People want to see in results, get, get things done. So in here, we, uh, luckily, we're able to help them get, achieve that goal faster and better because we get to spend time with them. Okay, yeah, that's great. That's uh, also pretty valid. I, I agree. Like nothing's born people yeah, just. you know, we all know, like, you know, time is valuable. So luckily, like, you know, we're able to give our time to people and then so they can enjoy their the time as well. Eastern Western medicine, you've talked about that. Mm -hmm. I, I've kind of heard about that. You blend them together, right? How do you see the difference in results when you're blending those two, to which some people like alienate them? They shouldn't, they, they don't mix, all that kind of stuff. But here, as someone who's been a patient of yours, it's actually worked. How does, how does, how does your philosophy work? Like that's, because it's awesome. I, it literally great results. I used to think acupuncture was, you know. Like, Most of people do. Most yeah. people do. Because uh, I think it's just not knowing. Yeah. So if you don't know something, you get to be more defensive or more like, how, how is it going to work? Yeah. If I don't know anything about it. That's where the education comes into place. But I think, uh, just like I've been lucky enough, I want to say that I've been exposed to education, especially teaching anatomy to uh, uh, graduate students, graduate PT students and PA students. 
so I get to use that information that I have gained by, through teaching through kind of put both points together because I didn't most of the, a lot of the points or the, or the theories they're saying the same thing yeah. it's just described in a more poetic way or more structural way yeah. instead of calling uh, a muscle this muscle does this action to extend the knee right that that would be more like in a western one then in acupuncture would be this muscle opens up the knee they're saying the same thing. They were really, they just, you know, they were more poetic or they were describing the motion instead of just describing the, you know, just giving it a name, pure name. Mm. So just, you know, being able to kind of blend those in helps a lot. And, and then nowadays, like, you know, I guess going, this information, you know, kind of blending those in is kind of like more, it's being brought up a little bit more with people like just Googling, right, stuff. And they're like, oh, what is this going to do? And now there's another thing that came up, is coming up a lot with the, uh, Dry needling and acupuncture, yeah. big subject right now. And then I like to educate people, like you know, on the the differences, you know, and then uh, the benefits of it, right? Yeah. So walk me through that. So one of the things is acupuncture, of course, is, is it looks at the body as a whole, I meaning head to toe, what's going on with that specific part of you know where it hurts, but what's going on with the circulation around it, what's what's going on with the lymph nodes around it, what how come it's not healing? There could be a blockage of the lymph nodes getting all the bad stuff to come out of the, of the joint, right? It could be poor circulation. So it looks into that. It looks into like how the organs are doing. Maybe it's a referral organ that's not, you know, that's giving you pain here, you know, or maybe like, you know, they're like, uh, especially the athletes, they're like, oh, I have, I, I'm going through this strict diet and all of that and I'm still sore, I'm still not healing, but maybe one of the organs is not working like it should and not absorbing the, all those, that chicken and, and brown rice that you're eating and broccoli, right? So then it looks into the organs too, if, they, if they're performing like they, they should be, right? So it's, it's, it, uh, that's why some of the, most of the treatments are being done not just like on your shoulder, let's say your shoulder hurts. There's some points that can be done around the feet, around the knee, and it's just to stimulate all the blood flow and kind of like, you know, lymph nodes around that area, right? So typical treatments in both needles and across the body in kind of like, and not just in a point where it hurts, right? But then uh, one of the things that has come up lately is like the use of dry needling, which it is an acupuncture technique. Dry needling is basically used by uh, non-acupuncturists, usually chiropractors and physical therapists. And then they have to go through this training to kind of being able to safely use the needle and also how not to you know, hurt someone by using the needle, right? But the whole point when they do it is like, let's say like, you know, there's a um, uh, tight spot right in this area. By palpation, they can typically, you know, they would do it through a massage, a soft tissue release, any kind of machine. But now, uh, you know, they can see the benefits of the acupuncture they have used. It's like they can actually use a super thin needle. They're super, they're super thin. They're, they're almost like a, with a, almost a hairy acupuncture needle. They can directly go to that muscle, that tight knot that you have in the muscle, go in there, release it, and then they can follow it up with the exercise. So it is an acupuncture technique to kind of release a muscle. So there's a, there's a difference. Yes, it's more of a local treatment. So it, it does work really well, but that, um, everything has to be used properly, right? Okay. So then people are like, oh, then how do I, you know, when do I keep, or how often should I be using it? It's like, you have to see like, yeah, releasing it, you do some exercises, if it gets better, good. But if it's not getting better, maybe there might be a time to be assessed by uh, an acupuncturist to see 
look at the whole body. How come after five treatments of this is not going? And that's strengthening. Exactly. And that's strengthening also like looking at acupuncture like, and looking at the whole body, the circulation of the, of the, of the joint, at the blood flow of the, of the joint, at the lymph nodes of the joint, at the nerves around the joint. So this is time and place for everything. And I think both of them kind of live uh, uh, harm, in harmony as long as they're being used appropriately. We all, because we, we can kind of, especially we can keep track of the patient. You know, we're doing the one-on-one, we can actually treat, see the track and the progress of the patient during every visit. And then we can see it's like, oh, you know, this patient's not progressing like, you know, like we want them to. Let's try this. And we, you know, we try the technique. It doesn't, you know, maybe it's still not enough. Then, you know, it's like, hey, listen, because we actually, we have like weekly meetings here with clinicians where we share ideas. It's like about, oh, how do we improve the pain around the inside of the knee? And then the other following meeting we have is like, oh, I found this research and maybe it's this. So we were lucky to, to, to exchange ideas, you know, formal, like we have formal meetings to exchange ideas and, and, and exercise techniques and treatment techniques.